All righty, all righty. Good to go? Sus. We're on. Wow. Hey, happy Sunday morning, everybody. This is a little, a little different, a little unorthodox. Maybe it's the new orthodox for a little while. We'll see. It's a lot of pressure, too. Man. I know. It's First different. time we've done a live podcast. It's different. We've never, we've never done that different. before. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance... Yes. To check out the preview video that we that we went live on a few minutes ago, uh, Miss Janae from our children's department has a video for your kids to watch. So maybe if you have another device or iPad, set that up with them, and uh, they can they can check that out and, and listen to a story. And then yep. there's some things for them to do this morning. Absolutely, it'll be great. Um, but this is uh, this is fun, uncharted territory. But I'm excited about it because it's just one more way that methods are always changing. That's right, right. Um, but uh, but the kingdom principles, the word of God, is always the same. The way we share it, yeah. The way we interact with it, yep. Always different, yeah. Yeah. So, so good deal. Alrighty. Well, I want to uh, I want to introduce couple other people we have on set today right yeah we've got justin over the there quarantine corner he's in quarantine cor- put your mask hey, on where's your mask and then we have uh kaylin he is seen and not heard the producer <laughs> what's up man so appreciate everybody just kind of being a part of it um justin Kenny, how you feeling okay uh, Candy's Candy's facilitating for us this morning on on Facebook Live, and so um, is it, if there's questions that you want to ask, we'll have an opportunity later on in the podcast to maybe get into those. They could be anything, um, just trivial to uh, to some s- theological questions. That's really got me, which is why you're nervous. a little nervous no. today. But hey, no, uh, we really want your questions. Yeah, seriously, we want to look at this as a time of kind of ask the pastor. Yeah. If we do this on a Sunday morning, so yeah, please do that. Definitely. Um, okay, so a little update on kind of the coronavirus. <laughs> you kind of made it's kind of funny what you were saying a little bit before we started with your with your wife in the emails in the inbox and yeah, everybody <laughs> I've ever given my email to or everybody I've done business with has sent me a a note or an email telling me how they're handling the COVID virus. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's something that we obviously take seriously enough to, to shut down kind of how we normally operate things, Sure. but it's not going to get us down. That's right. And that's the, that's the point today is we're going to have fun. It's going to be a fun time today. And, uh, um, Isn't we're going to lo- enjoy ourselves. So here's what I've been thinking about because, you know, how in the world are we joking around yeah. with our TP and our hand sanitizer and our quarantine corner? And yet the, the, this is serious. We're, we are not gathering together. We are taking it serious. But laughter is like a great expression of faith, mm-hmm. right? I laugh because ultimately I have hope. Yeah. People oh, yeah. laugh in the world just to escape life. Mm-hmm. I laugh because in the middle of life I have hope, right? Yeah. yeah. And so laughter and humor... They're just expressions of the faith that yeah. I have that I'm in God's hands. He's in control. Yep. He's already taken care of the most important yeah. things, right? Yeah. And I love, I love, you know, Philippians 4 talking, Paul talking rejoice. about. Yeah. Rejoice in all circumstances. That's right. Whether we have little much, whether, whether, wherever we find ourselves, we have a reason to rejoice. 
Right. You know, and, and the church has been doing this for 2,000 years. We continue to find ways to be the church. Yeah. And so we can continue doing that this week in the way that we worship, the way that we connect and serve. It just might look a little different like it does today. Right. And the balance of taking this serious and then also yeah. not panicking, yeah. not living fearful, not doom and gloom, right? Yeah. We have joy. And sometimes that comes out in, in humor, right? And yeah. laughter. All right, let's jump into our intro here. I'm just going to do a little live voice. Welcome to the Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. My name is Ben, here with my pastor and good friendship. He's the lead pastor and the worship pastor of the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. We're also joined with Justin today, and we are live. So I think you memorized that. I've memorized it. I've said it a few times. Yeah. Uh, so let's just start off with, on a light note, this has been the week for memes, if there's ever been one. And so let's just start off with pump, pump. a meme review. <laughs> the weekly meme review. Of the week. Okay, before we get into part two of our generosity content. Um, first one that, uh, um, you know, first one that I, uh, that I thought was uh, awesome was... <laughs> Michael Scott, trying to avoid touching your face, and then one hour later, that's, I'm doing it now, and I can't help myself. I the more you think face. about it, the more you're tempted to do it. I right? touch my face so much, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Tom Cruise, or Tom Cruise, Tom, Tom Hanks, Cruise. <laughs> uh, there's one there, parents at home, we feel you. So based uh, off of that, we didn't show the other one, but it's another one of those Forrest Gump memes where like, and just like that, everybody gets to homeschool. I thought that no, was great. Oh yeah, I've seen I got that one. Three kids at home for three weeks, so yeah. it's gonna get interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's one. Seeing hands up on shelves, emptying <laughs> in stores, wondering why people haven't been washing their hands until now. Big amen from me. <laughs> if you know how uh, I'm wired. I know you are. Look at my hands. This like this is great. <laughs> hey, and. And in all reality, I mean, a silver lining in all of this, let's reassess cleanliness and the way that we, you know, sure. business protocols and those things. That's good. That's always a good thing. I totally agree. Uh, here's another one. Me reading the CDC's list for coronavirus and wondering how a fever, cough, and shortness of breath led to a toilet paper shortage. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a couple rolls here today that should last us for the hour, hopefully, that we're do not make a run on the church, though, because we're not stockpiling anything, please. No, no, those are locked up in a safe. Here's My favorite one. meme of the day. Go right for here. it, man. If you need 144 rolls of toilet paper for a 14-day quarantine, you probably should have been seeing a doctor long before this, right? That is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, the toilet paper ones are endless. Oh, it I is. mean, seriously. Finally finished my panic room. The essentials, I guess. I don't understand. It's just panic buying, I guess. I, I read why, you know, that because in China they shut down all the factories. One of the factories they shut down was a toilet paper factory. It didn't have anything to do with the virus itself. But like, I would be buying, like, like medications and things that China's making. Absolutely. I don't care. This is like a herd mentality. Yeah, it really is. But guess what? My closet's full of toilet paper now, too. Yeah. Or yeah. not full, but <laughs> I guess. I'm stocked up. Next one. Sorry, folks. The rest of 2020 has been canceled. Rough start to the new decade, but, um, you know, we are all about, you said this in kind of the promo of, of this Sunday, was, you know, we are a people who redeems time. 
That's right. We are all, Christ is all about redemption. The Father is all about redeeming things. And no doubt, 2020 will be redeemed. We'll continue to make the most of it. And while we look at this meme, just a minute to shout out. So sorry for our uh, a girls basketball team. Yeah, truly believe, seriously. Truly believe they Such are going to be state champs. And yeah. uh, maybe just a little bit of a delay on that. But shout out to them for the week that they've had to, to walk through. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. Uh, two more for you, I guess. Um, I liked the, uh, the Tabasco hand sanitizer. Not only does, <laughs> does it kill germs, it also prevents you from sticking your fingers. That's the first time I've seen that. Nose, <laughs> eyes, and mouth, other places a second time. So <laughs> that's it. They're on to something there. That's right. Uh, finally, oh, man. <laughs> we got Chip. Uh, Chip buying the last. Whoever snuck that one let's, through. Uh, let's make this one viral, shall we? Let's, yeah, everyone yeah, make screenshot this. One viral. this <laughs> screenshot this. Throw it up one more time. Come Zoom on, man. Screenshot. Get that off Five, there. That four, is not right. Three, two, one. And that is our meme reviews. Weekly for this meme week. reviews. Uh, I, I, I think it. we need to start doing that every week on our Yeah, our yeah. I think it'd be fun. If yeah. I can just show one more to end this segment, um, you guys may start or may not have seen these. On not touching your face because one main way viruses spread is it. when you touch your own mouth, nose, or eyes. And of course, enhanced cleaning of surfaces. <laughs> well, we're always saying the common sense of washing your hands, not touching your face. We're looking at every way individuals come into the country, not just through the... Right. Through the One of the key parts to preventing transmission is washing your hands and not touching your face. You know, there's a, there's a lot of folks that are trying to ask themselves, do I need a mask? I think these are very important things. Working hard, not to touch your face. That everyone would have to fill out that would go directly... The more you think about it, the more you want to do it. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Bring a little levity to the situation, that's, right? That's right. So, um, you know, without any further ado, we want to... Um, Our favorite verse of the day. Hold on just a second. All right, let's do it. Wash your hands, you sinners. James 4, 8, right? That's yep. the verse of the week for Put us. that in your bathroom this week. Memorize that. Put that a note card in the that's vanity right. mirror. That's right. All right, so let's uh, jump into generosity. We started last week, part yeah. two, right? Yeah. All right, so let's run that. So last week we kind of kicked off this idea that God is asking us or calling us to the life of the, the open hand, right? And yeah. uh, the life of generosity. In fact, more promises by God uh, in the scriptures are about generosity than any other thing. And so the premise of this whole series is this. The time for generosity is right now. Because we will find yeah. in our own lives there's every reason, every scenario, every circumstance could pull us away from living generously, mm -hmm. right? But actually we practice this blessed kingdom life when we go ahead in faith living generously. And actually the scripture says right now is the time to be generous. Yeah. Last week we talked about, you know, based off of this what if, because what if is always the thing that holds us back. 
But we said, what if, what if it wasn't even mine to begin with, right? Yeah. We talked about this principle of ownership. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I loved the, uh, I loved the McDonald's, the fries analogy that you yeah. gave in your sermon because it's so true for us. So the idea of, you know, you take, you load the kids up, you take them through the drive through um, and grab their happy meals, purchase them, yeah. give it to them. And then it's theirs. It's theirs. And, and you reach back and try to get a fry and just the, uh, the outrage, the outrage <laughs> that exists. Yeah. Cause that quickly, the principle of ownership, we assume ownership that quickly. That's just human nature. The other thing we talked about is what if things, what if things aren't like they seem? Jesus yeah. talked about the deceitfulness of riches, right? Somehow money, mm-hmm. it, it tricks us and it causes us to hope in, believe in things that we think are going to make us happy, what we need to be secure, all that thing. So we talked about those things, and we walked away from last week just seeing these two things. One, money is a tool, not an end. Okay, I get that. Duh. But if we continue to carry that out, we realize this. Money gives me the opportunity to do something meaningful. That is truly how we should see money. That at the heart of my resources is I have now been given an opportunity to do something meaningful. So we just want to continue the conversation this week, uh, kind of our teaching for the week for you guys, uh, something to think about as you go through your week and understand how God is calling you and I to live the life of the open hand. So can I interject here? Because so I, I look back on my life and I can, I can see where, where um, I was, I was generous. God gave me the ability to be generous and the blessing that was just return. It's phenomenal. I know we'll get into that, yeah. but be thinking, um, I want to hear your generosity stories yeah. of, oppor- of of times where, where God has en- enriched you um, and, and, and not necessarily monetarily, right. and we'll get into that, but uh, just, just be tracking along with us and let's make this interactive today. I would love to hear yeah. stories and testimonies of this. And the thing about this is we can talk about it, but until you experience it, yeah. it becomes so real and it becomes so true. Yeah. Like I can philosophically think about it, yeah. but then you walk it out and you're like, wow, this mm-hmm. is absolutely how God uh, works in our lives is in this, this world of generosity. Yeah. So I want to continue this just kind of walking through how we get to what I think is the, the, the best idea or the, the whole big concept of generosity. Yeah. And that's uh, one of the other insightful things that the scriptures share about money is the fact that it does have the ability to become an idol in my life. I mean, if you think about what Jesus said and, and read yeah. this, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And what Jesus was pushing toward is this whole idea that you cannot serve both God and money. He doesn't say should not. He says cannot. Because the reality is that in understanding 
okay, God's calling me to be generous. He's calling me to be generous with my money, my time, my talents. But with money especially, it so easily can become an idol in my life. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now, how it becomes an idol is, uh, frankly, a lot of times money, the actual money isn't the issue, but what I want to do with that money shows my idol. Right. Where your heart, you know, the treasure Uh, it's what I want to do. I, I need this so I can do this. That It's the idle perspective. Because that shows intent of the heart. Absolutely. And that's why Paul yeah. uh, would continue that theme, First Timothy chapter 6, when he says this, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires. It plunges people into ruin and destruction. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierce and pierce themselves with many griefs. Basically, he's saying, guys, you've made this an idol because you have hope in all sorts of things, and money is the conduit to experience those things. But really, the empty life is a life that runs headlong after money. Um, money reveals my heart's affections. My heart's affections reveal my heart condition. And so, if you're sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and saying, whoa. The power of money is that it quickly can become an idol yeah. in my life. I want to say, what if there was a way to keep money from ruling my life? What if there is a way mm-hmm. to keep money from ruling my life? And that is what the scriptures continue to share. And it's captured in this one word, and that's the word generosity. Listen to Paul as he continues that First Timothy 6. Okay, the love of money is the mm-hmm. root of all, you know, all that. He then would say this, command those who are rich. Now, Ben and I have talked about this. Who are rich? If you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're, you're rich. He's talking to you. We probably need to take this to heart. Yeah. Because we do have means. And I realize you that a lot of times uh, so many struggle with margin, right? Yeah. But that's mostly a spending problem and not an income problem. Yeah, I mean Dave Ramsey talks about that all the time. Sure, it's not an income problem. It's a spent. It's a it's an output right. issue. And, and the scriptures have a lot to talk about making sure we spend wisely. Yeah. So I get if your struggle right now is what are you talking about? I have little margin. Well, help. Let God help you work through your spending habits. Mm-hmm. But even right now with little margin. I think what we're going to see in a minute is the scriptures continue to call us to live a life of generosity. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, right? Love of money is is the, you know, uh, the root of all kinds of evil and uh, what, which is so uncertain. Hope and wealth is so uncertain. Look at what happened just even this week, right? How's your word for this week? Yeah, yeah. It can be uncertain. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Great, great word there. Like, uh, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Guess what? What if there is a way to keep money from ruling my life? It's the life of the open hand. It's kind of like this. The cure for materialism is generosity. Right? Right? Materialism is built on premises. Say that again. The cure for materialism is generosity, right? So materialism is built on these premises of either things make me happy. Mm -hmm. I need things because I need to be happy. 
or things make me secure and significant, right? We see this play out, um, and the way that we escape that is to practice the life of the open hand. Have you have you have you experienced this? Like, oh yeah, definitely. I think I think too. Another, you know, the cure for materialism is generosity. Is also like saying the cure for selfishness is serving. I mean, they're sure. just they and uh, I've I've but yeah, I've I've seen this time and time again. Um, you know, in in my life and in Kristen and I's lives, as we, um, you know, as we give, as we um, sow into things and um, man it's 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 crazy when you have the holy spirit working in you yeah. in the prompts yeah maybe the it's, prompts maybe right? it's not but it's how like, many times because there's been times where i remember even living in colorado like uh um you know i just felt prompted to give something and then you know god's saying give till it hurts and so you know 20 bucks turned into 100 because he reminded me that i had a hundred dollar bill in my wallet um, Which Ben always does, but, by the way. But not that, not after I left him. Um, Somebody hit him up next Sunday for a hundred. But what it bill. what it did was, um, there was just this like, it is. It's the it's the hand. It's the clenching hand clenching. It's breaking and when that I, free. Oh, when I did that though, I drive. I drove away, and I just you know because I wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I just I was at peace. It's breaking free. What that what can be an idol. Yeah. So easily for so many, for all of us, I think in a lot of ways, you can't serve God money, right? And the mm-hmm. cure for that is is uh, generosity. And don't you think, though, based off, Ben, what you were saying, it was, it was a prompting of the Holy Spirit on your life. This wasn't just simply finding places just to give, just to give. It was you having an open hand towards God saying, God, I'm going to trust you with this. Yeah. I mean, I think... If we think generosity is just this one thing of, I'm going to find as many places as I can to give or something that I enjoy, I'm just going to keep on giving. Yeah. That's not what generosity is. Generosity is, I'm going to give with open hands towards God. That's and right. allow, I'm going to trust God with my finances. That's right. That's right. And then that yeah. is generous giving. Yeah. It's not just giving for the sake of giving. Yeah. It's giving. And there's that saying, um, what, whatever you give to God, you will not lack. And that's the purpose of generosity is having an open hand, trusting him Mm -hmm. with your finances, not just trusting yourself. Oh, I'm going to find anything that any whim, if you will, to give on, but trusting God's going to lead me to have an open hand in this situation. And that's the difference between like a Christian mindset and even a worldly philosophy, like with, with even like Gates and Buffett who are incredibly generous, but it is kind of just throwing it at stuff. And, and they've lost that kind of mindset where that's the difference between them and us. The Lord directs where we give, how we give, right. because the kingdom's at play, right? Well, and I think I think oftentimes, I mean, there's he does so much work in the margin, and so and there's time. I I I'm very intentional on trying to set aside um, just a portion to just be spontaneous with generosity, because. Uh, you know, yeah, I can I can plan out you know tithing and doing all these things and maybe there's you know campus ministries and things like that. But there's so many times where where you just want to have the ability to be generous um, on the spot, right? And that comes in margin as need comes before you. Yeah, you meet somebody. Yeah, you uh, are exposed to something that you have a moment right yeah. then. And, and the Christ, life of the open hand is breaking free. Yeah, in Christ's life, it's yeah. that and so much. When you have that perpetual open hand, 
I mean, it just becomes muscle memory at that point in time when you were perpetually leaning yeah. on and trusting on and relying on. Like you said, that spontaneous moment of like, I'm being prompted by the spirit to give at this po- moment in time. And it's not going to happen every single time. It's not going to happen yeah. every single day. Right. But as you as you continue to rely and as you continue to learn to discern the prompting of the Holy Spirit, then all of a sudden you, you begin to understand, no, this is that time where I need to give and it's going to hurt a little bit. But I have an open hand to uh, what God's moving in. Which fits perfectly into what Jesus said, is that you adopt such a lifestyle of giving, mm-hmm. generosity, that you don't even let your right hand know what your left hand's That's doing, exactly right. right? That's exactly Just right. Just because it's what you do, it's who you are, and you're not, you're not a bean counter anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're just no like, longer making a big deal. It, right. just, it has become, and what is Romans 12, 2? It's like you are becoming renewed, and therefore you will discern the will of God, what is perfect, holy, just, yep. Um, it's again going back to months ago living the 90% of understanding what does it mean to rely on God with an open hand in all situations so that I can know and discern the specific prompting that the spirit has for me in that 10% yeah Yeah. Yeah. here's what we want to finish with just this theme though okay so what if it's not mine what if it's deceitful it's not really what it seems I don't you know what if it's the generosity keeps me from this ruling my life and running after and trusting in things that don't bring complete hope and satisfaction and security. But this is what's cool about generosity. Uh, I think we need to finish the discussion on this is God richly blesses those who have a heart of generosity. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. And I love this phrase because living with an open hand is an ultimate sign of trust in the provision of the father. Yeah. I can give because I have a God who takes care of me, a father who takes care of me, right? Yeah. And it's faith in action. It's love in action, but it's faith in action. And it's amazing how God responds in powerful ways to people who trust him with all that they have and use for, uh, for his kingdom. Yeah. Look at this passage of scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. Key phrase here, not reluctantly or under compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, in all times, having all that you need, all, that's a powerful word right there. All mm. things, all times, all that you need. Yeah. You will abound. We've already, the word abundant, now we're talking about abound. In every good work, as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous mm. on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. What's amazing about this passage is the people he's talking to, they're not in the gated community. No. I mean, the context of that day, the Corinthian believers yeah. in that culture, these people, read Second Corinthians chapter 8. They're yeah. poor. Yeah. They're struggling. And yet, they had tapped into this idea of a blessed life. That as they were generous, God continued to help them to abound in all things, right? And meet all of their needs. 
and they just had adopted. In fact, it looks like in 2 Corinthians 8 that not only did they not have and still gave, they were begging to continue to do this because they, they tapped their in. Means. Absolutely. Yeah. They tapped into this whole blessed life of generosity yeah. that God gives, we give, God gives, we get. It becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, the generous Christian never needs to fear not having enough. The more you give, the more God gives in return. What it is doing, it's breaking the cycle of the scarcity mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Our world runs on scarcity. Do you have enough? What is enough? No, I need <laughs> not toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at the toilet paper aisle, right? Scarcity, right? And yeah. generosity helps us break that, that cycle yeah, of living out of scarcity. Yeah. I actually, God says, get rich by giving away what you have and watch me replenish it. Mm. Um, in fact, I would say it's the lack of generosity that impoverishes Christians. Uh, man, it looks like this. I think my approach with money should be give, save, live. Yeah. Do I have enough faith? Am I secure enough in my relationship with the Father? Do I believe he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows generously will reap generously. And again, yeah. we've talked about this. This isn't like some kind of formula. Give 10, get 100 from God. Mm-hmm. God might choose to do that in your life because you know what? He trusts that when he gives you 100, can trust, right. the life cycle of generosity, well, now I can give away 50. And I give away 50, he blesses, I can give away. And wouldn't you say that's a, that's a sign of your heart? That's a sign of, Absolutely. I mean, you're, you are trusting and God is allowing, God is trusting you with the finances he's blessed you with. I think there are plenty of people, even within our own church and our own community, right. who God has trusted because they're the ones who are coming up to you with that random check and that random $100 bill and said, hey, I, I've heard what you're going through. I'm going to give this to you. That's they're right. not looking for it. They're not seeking to get rich. But again, because what you said, those who sow generously will reap generously. And sometimes it's all things and all, you know, like I found that as I've been generous with my funds, because I think the context here of funds, the blessing of God has been holistic across my life. Very much so. The blessing isn't always in finances. It could include finances. But it's just the blessing of, of him bringing people into my life to enrich my life through relationships. Uh, the people, the guidance uh, of a blessing on my kids and just so many other things. The life of the generous is a blessed life. He provides, he blesses in order that you may continue to be generous in whatever manner, whatever, yeah. whether it's financially, whether it's relationally, spiritually. That's right. Um, I, even for myself, uh, in the way that I find myself as I continue to dive into ministry, the Lord continues to provide more and more people in my life who are filling me up That's right. so that I can continue to be generous. And so yeah. again, he enriches us in all circumstances so that we may continue to be generous with whatever it is. Right. I'm certainly not seeing the financial blessing right now, but um, I'm seeing the, the enrichness and all other aspects that I can continue to pour into others in and my And you're committed, you're committed to the process. That's exactly right. And, and I, I, will, I will say two things out of what you just said. One, you might not see the financial, like, wow, like I'm all of a sudden a mm-hmm. six-figure, you know. Right. But the promise is that God is going to supply everything you That's need. That's exactly right. Yeah, and yeah. he certainly has more, and in, <laughs> in fact, more than I need. Yeah. That's right. Um, in, in this time of my life. And the um, other thing in the enriching relationships, 
I mean, at the top of that list has got to be your boss. You want to talk about trials and tribulations <laughs> first and foremost? <laughs> so I know you've got a few more things. I want to show a video, though. Yeah, before that, um, you know, it's really cool just getting some comments okay. on some people. So after we wrap up yeah. our portion, I, I do want to kind of circle back around to just stories of generosity. And, and uh, it's such a good reminder to have. So this video, to me, has spoken powerfully. I've never forgot this video. Rick Warren shared this in a sermon yeah. a number of years ago. And I just, I can't go through this series without showing this two-plus-minute video yeah. about him who, he wrote The Purpose Driven Life, but the context of that and why God blesses him. Yeah. So tune into this. I have found this one to be true in my own personal life. The more generous I became, the more influential I became. You know my story, you know my story. 40 years ago when Kay and I got married, we started tithing our income, 10%. At the end of our first year of marriage, we raised our giving to, to the Lord and the charity to 11%. In the second year, we raised it to 12%. Third year, we raised it 3%. And, and, and fourth year, we keep adding, and even in tough times, we would always raise our giving a little bit. Why? Because I wanted my heart to grow bigger every year. I wanted to be more like Jesus. I wanted to be godly. I wanted to be like God. I wanted to be holy. Now, we weren't doing this to show off because as, as you know, I didn't tell anybody about this for over 25 years. We just quietly did it, raising our giving from 20% to 30 to 40% to 50% to 60 to 70. And most of you know that for the last 10 years, Kay and I have given away 91% of our income and we live on nine. Now, we do that because you cannot outgive God. And God says, you give to me and I will give to you. And you know what I've learned? Is that while my giving went up, so did my influence. Last week when I was uh, testifying at the um, at DC, at the Congress, I was testifying before Senate. Uh, one of the guys took me aside, Senator, and he asked me a question, he says, you know, Rick, I know this thing about purpose-driven life. It sold a gazillion copies, best-selling book in the world, uh, you know, for four years. It was the best, it's the best-selling nonfiction book in American history. It's in 137 languages. It's in Guinness. It's the most translated book in the world, except for the Bible. It has two Guinness records. And he goes, why do you think God chose you to write the best-selling nonfiction hardback in all the time? I said, oh, I know why. I know why. He said, why? I said, because God knew he could trust me with the money. God knew that I would not spend it on myself. I wouldn't go buy a bigger house. I, I, I wouldn't go buy a bigger car. Uh, you know, I wear a watch from Walmart. You know, I, live, I drive a 15-year-old Ford truck. God knew I wouldn't spend the money on myself. I would use it to help more other people. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, shoot, if I wrote a gazillion seller, I'd give away millions too. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I guarantee you wouldn't. Why? Because you're not being generous right now. That's right. And I was generous when we were out of work. And I was generous when I had no money. And I was generous when the cupboard was bare. And I was generous when Kay was holding the job and I was trying to put me through school. And I had a 40-year track record of being generous. And God knew he could trust me. And with that generosity came additional influence. I don't know about you, but every time I watch that, I'm like, oh, God, help that to be me. Yeah, right? he's so inspiring. It is. I mean, and uh, so often we live with me first living and leftover giving, right? Yeah. That's and good. yet God has a blessed life. And so the last thing I just, what if God has a lifestyle?
lifestyle plan for us that holds tremendous blessing and influence. Mm -hmm. And the key to that yeah. is, again, back to the premise, the time for generosity is right now. Can we be people yeah. who trust God enough? We don't own it. We realize it's deceptive. We realize it can become an idol. And that actually God has a, a greater lifestyle and blessing plan for us of influence, of meaningful participation in the kingdom if we live the life of the open hand. Yeah. Can we live, give, save, live is kind of the idea. And that to me is how I think we should understand this resource God has given to us yeah. with money. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so cool even just kind of reading through some of the threads okay. of, uh, yeah. um, you know, that we've, we kind of have going on uh, today. But, uh, you know, and Pam's right. Now more than ever, we need to be generous. I yeah. mean, in these times of just not knowing, um, you know, and S Steve even shared even just the last, you know, just the, the generosity of this community. Right. It's so awesome. It is. And the, the binding, the, and I think, you know, we talked about the disappointment with 2020 with our girls basketball team. Sure. God's doing something in that. Mm. It's, he's uniting this community. I've only been here four years. People like you, I mean, you're in Henry County. People like Steve, is that Steve Small? Yeah. Steve's been a lifer. Um, I would have to say, just in my four years, this last couple of weeks, the binding of this community together mm -hmm. yeah. to become more strengthened. Yeah. And it's just, look at the generosity from all sectors, business, yeah. schools, churches, just open-handedly. Yeah. yeah, individuals. Man, it creates something that is bigger than ourselves, yeah. larger than ourselves. What are we what are we showing our kids, man? Yeah. Something hopeful. Yeah. And they're right? sponges. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, in the in the next few weeks for sure, with with uh, students' meals and things, right. that was kind of the rest of it is yeah. we're gonna continue to have more opportunity to be generous, to go above and beyond. And you know, this isn't a this isn't a tithing message. At all, I mean, you know. Have I mentioned tithing? No, I mean, and that's and that's what's cool about it is because right. it's more of the lifestyle, um, and there's no there's no fear, there's no whatever when we're open handed, yeah. when we're generous, and that's honestly like that's the philosophy of this church. And it has been for years. And being being and light. look at how God has enriched us in mm -hmm. so many ways. Yeah. As we made a commitment a long time ago, especially with missions, yeah. compassionate ministries, yeah. we're going to live the life of the open hand. Yeah. And wow. I mean, the community that has come together here yeah. and how we're enriched through relationships, yeah. through worshiping together, small groups, ministries together. Um, our families are doing life together. It's the church, a church that exhibits the open hand. It's liberating. It's this lifestyle Absolutely. of liberation mm -hmm. to where we're no longer enslaved or we, we are practicing no longer being enslaved yep. by an idol, something that controls our life. And in this case, it's money. We or a scarcity mentality. Right, yeah. exactly. It truly is a, a freeing lifestyle. Well, the world's like, what are you doing? You're giving away mon money, time. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. using your time and your talents. There's no, there's no return on that investment. Yeah. yeah, there is. Yeah, it's yeah. something greater, bigger that we all so desperately need. Yeah, yeah. beyond hey, I'm going to earn something back. No, I'm giving. I'm living the open hand. I'm modeling the Jesus life because mm -hmm. Jesus 
was the ultimate open-handed oh, lifestyle. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Beth, Beth talks about the CPC and I know you're, you're a part of that as Absolutely. well. Uh, the women's resource and just the, the beacon of hope that that is. And that's all private generosity. It's people getting nothing in return, giving There's because no, they want to see yeah. families, mothers make decisions that bring health and life to young ones. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of good stuff. Go through there. Um, check out a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the comments and, and different things around there. It's cool. It's a pretty neat thing. So um, why don't you, uh, why don't you pray us out? Okay. Just give us that, that tenderness of, okay. of generosity. Father, Lord, uh, I just pray that that we would realize and understand uh, uh, the blessed life that comes from the life of generosity. You call us by faith to trust you, to believe that what you say about this is is true. And you also call us, we think about scriptures in the Old Testament, to test test you in this thing. And Lord, as we're open-handed, you enrich and bless us beyond what we can even imagine. And so, Lord, help us to understand we don't own it anyway. It can be super deceitful. It can even become a God. But, Lord, it's a tool, it's a resource that you've given to us to tap into another level of living that is blessed, that has tremendous influence, and that you help us to see your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord, give us the faith the mindset to believe that what you promise about generosity is absolutely true for our lives. Help us to live the life, the lifestyle of the open hand and see what you are going to do through that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to switch gears for a few minutes. We're not done yet. Okay. Uh, But I wanted to remind you of a few things. First of all, uh, Right Now Media is a phenomenal resource that we have at our disposal. So if you need a link to that, um, message the church office, comment in the thread. I think we can even probably uh, send you a link. But if you text NAPNAS to 41411, you'll get a return link and have access to, to this. Again, ton of great content. You can start a home study. There's a lot of good stuff for your kids on there. So if you need a break from YouTube, need a break from Netflix, yeah. um, just be intentional with with how we we spend our time redeem the time that's right that's the that's the uh that's the statement i think allow this to become something yeah maybe even better yeah in your kids lives is kind of we all have to pause yeah right well, this is not i'm looking forward to more opportunities to interact with my kids a little bit more right yeah and to to just value this time yeah and even with media yeah i mean it's here our kids are on it they're doing it let's use it yeah, and even from way. the even from the worship standpoint, I mean, it kills me not to, yeah, to to be you know in worship today, but um, especially I've, this was the one week that you had put me on the schedule to sing. Yeah, and it just yeah. blew up on me. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I want to say something about your trumpet. Did you bring it today? <laughs> oh my goodness, Ben's trying to get. He wanted me to play my trumpet. Can you imagine the memes that would come out <laughs> of me okay. on this set, uh, holding on the and review, playing man. a trumpet? Yeah, it would not only be on the meme review, it'd probably be viral. I would never live that down. 
So me on this set go holding a trumpet and we can start a fundraiser and if no we way. reach a level no way you could not even pay me enough <laughs> money to do that if we get 100 likes no. on this post no, right absolutely now not. we're going to get nope. chip oh yeah that's a good idea no. if we get 100 no. likes right here no are you sure no i got to live the rest of my life <laughs> like i don't want this always popping up somewhere the internet is forever <laughs> that's right <laughs> viral have you heard oh, the word yeah uh okay easter sunday this stuff's all fluid who knows uh but honestly easter sunday we're excited about it we are um 7 30 9 10 30 leave that graphic up there because i'm going to switch over to our uh you know race to life we're you know we're gonna we're gonna celebrate baptisms we're already having people start to ask yeah. to do that on that yeah. sunday i tell you what it's we're gonna, gonna do be powerful. that i is yeah i mean unless there's something no matter what I mean, I, we need to make make sure well, that. I mean, we're playing somehow. this week to week, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're not we're not living in three weeks from now. We're living in this week, right. and we'll be communicating with you. But our plans, absolutely, is that by that time, this virus will be uh, diminished in so many ways that we're able to celebrate together Easter Sunday. What? Those oh, likes are, those likes those are likes. pouring in. Chip, you're going to have to. Keep it coming, guys. Keep it I am coming. Not, there What's, is no give us way. a number, man. You, you are no, man. Or shares or something. I told you no. <laughs> this is so much bigger than yourself. Open hand. <laughs> this is so open live hand a generous life, bro. Are you sure you're not being prompted to move in this way? To, to be generous in this way? Man, come on. All right. I am resolute. All right. Hey. Uh, the day before Easter Sunday, we've got our Easter extravaganza. This is new because this is usually done on Easter Sunday. Take note, April 11th, it's the day before Easter Sunday, 10 to uh, 1230. Yep. Um, and and this will be really cool. We're going to, we'll have, you know, games, crafts. You can kind of read it for yourself. But it's it's meant to be a family, a family event, a family morning, a time of community. And so yep. um, planning it to be outside. It'll be so fun. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Praying for a good day. Uh, our Good Friday service as well, April tenth. I'm kind of moving backwards from Easter Sunday, but Good Friday service. And Justin six. is on for that. We have given him that whole responsibility. Is this is this breaking, <laughs> or did you know? No, no, I, he's known. He he was gracious enough to let me know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. It's a meaningful time. Because you're on the worship team that day. Oh, am I? Oh, my. Gracious enough to let you know that. Yeah. Uh, and one more. Hey, honestly, <laughs> we talk about generosity. If you haven't before. Um, Is it a talent? <laughs> online giving. I know a lot of us are, are set up for recurring giving, but, um, again, this is one more way. We... We're beyond our walls. We're doing this is what we're doing today. You know, right. our, the, a podcast. We're we're creative. We're there's new methods all the time. Push pay. You can find it on our website. But yeah. that's just one one way that that we respond in faith in worship. Right. And so and so many of you practice. Uh, part of your Sunday morning is either pushing that button on the app or giving in an offering. Uh, that's it's a lifestyle of worship, right? A yeah. lifestyle of giving. Well, you can continue to do that online um, right now, actually, or this week. Uh, yeah, that's... I that's wanted weird. to have an offertory special planned where we had an actual time of of 
giving and then you play during it. That was my original hope. The first idea was you playing and singing with your guitar acoustically. It's at home. Yeah. I could do that, but people can... There's about 17 guitars in this office. I'm sure you could find one. All right. Anyway, so yeah, keep liking this and uh, who knows, maybe... Man, you guys, maybe I'm not it, uh, liking where this is going. Stream near you, we can uh, we can find it. So, Jeez. all right. Um, any questions? Uh, yeah, Kalen. Any responses today? Questions. Kind of anxious about this. Craziest story in the Bible. What is the craziest story? got one the crazy i mean i always think the 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 story of um the king being stabbed in the gut and the sword going right through the belly and staying in there that's pretty crazy in my eyes absolutely and they didn't uh and they didn't know about it for, <laughs> they for didn't a while go in and, yeah so they uh that's pretty crazy crazy one for me as a preacher is when paul preached so long that fell right um, out of the window the guy fell out of the window <laughs> that's what i was thinking of <laughs> And then he just, what did he like? He, he, he died. He died. Broke his neck or something. Yeah. Always gives me comfort. But then he like, came back. Yeah. They, I mean, Paul did something about it. Don't say that part of the story. <laughs> the moral of the story, that's a good one for you to remember. I know. That's a good story. It for always you gives to me remember. comfort. I never put no, somebody that to sleep that they've harmed themselves. Because no one's sitting in the window here at the church. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Everybody's Rough in cushioned seats. Today, man. Protect themselves. <laughs> All right, Kalen. What we got? What does oh, it mean when the Bible says you talked about this? Didn't this, you? Didn't you bring that up a yeah, few minutes Romans, ago? Romans twelve one and two. I think talk about what we're talking about uh, today and the idea of generosity. I mean, you guys said it yourself. How can you? The world is saying, how can you possibly give, especially in the times of uncertainty that we're we're living in, the time of scarcity. We need yep. to be. I mean, I think probably Steve Small could even talk to this. Everyone's pulling their funds. Everyone's keeping them with closed fist. Yeah. That's the pattern of the world. Yep. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Is allowing ourselves to be living sacrifices, to continually allow ourselves to be renewed um, by the spirit of our mind so that we can continue to discern um, the will of God in our lives. Yeah. And it's like that passage is like a mold being shaped. Mm. Uh, right, and the world has been conforming us to its mold. Uh, normally, as we grow up and we begin to think, without Christ, we're just formed by the worldly patterns. The worldly pattern with this idea of money is get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The kingdom pr- principle is I first give. Right. Yeah. Get or give, and we uh, we allow now Christ uh, through His Spirit as I give myself Romans twelve one completely. To him now mold and shape my yep. thinking. Yep. Right. This is the idea of that we we get we get to be last because in the eyes of God we are already first. We don't always have to continue striving to be the first place. That's to it. Be on top financially to be the best there is. That's in right. In fact, we get to be last yep. because God has already placed us first. We get to serve, right? Right. Christ is our example. He's washing feet. What is that about? The movement of um, <clears throat> I am second, the I am second movement. How wonderful is that? Yeah. Good deal. Good question. Yeah. All right. What's next, Kalen? Ooh, what's the difference between justification and sanctification? That's a good good question. Um, 
So we believe that uh, uh, when you come to Christ and conversion, that there are some things that are happening at once. We're justified. We're regenerated. We're adopted into the family of God, right, all mm-hmm. at once. And so we have this word justification. It's a legal term yeah. where God makes us uh, or considers us to be in right standing mm-hmm. before him because the penalty has been paid by Christ. We're acquitted. We're acquitted is a great word to be justified yeah. because of Christ's work. Um, and then sanctification is, okay, so my sta- justification is my standing with God. Sanctification is my life with God. That his presence now in my life, we invite our kids. We tell our kids, we tell everybody, invite Jesus into your heart. The spirit comes in and begins his sanctifying work. He's beginning to set us apart Mm -hmm. from the world to look like Jesus. A lifelong process of what he, what the life with, you know, I like to think about it like this. And this is kind of a, hopefully don't read too much in this. But like if I'm coming to the United States and I want to be a citizen, Right. Mm-hmm. I know this is a charge thing. I'm not trying to make it. <laughs> but like if I want to be a citizen of this country, I, I go through the, the, the protocols, procedures. Right. And then on that day, I'm I'm accepted in in a formal ceremony and I'm given an official document. Right. Like I am now a citizen. That is my standing. Now I get to walk out that door and live the rest of my life in this country. Yeah. With all the possibilities. And so justification is, here's, you're right, you're now a child of God. And I think it's important to understand that this isn't simply, I think so often we hear about justification and and Christ's righteousness. It's not just a cover-up. This is, I mean, we're told that we've been regenerated, we've been born again. It's not just something where a a white sheet has covered up all of our messes. Yep. It's literally Christ's righteousness becoming a part of who we are. And this That's is the right, way man. God has seized, That's right. now sees us. We are now a part of his family, given a new self, a new name. It's not just a cover-up where we're just widening out what's beneath. Yeah. We are literally becoming a new creation. Which was what is cool is Romans chapter 8. We are now joint heirs with yes. Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Like, That's why we have so much hope. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world is that about? Yeah. Joint heirs? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm now in the will of the father, like the, yeah. the will, like if, you know, when you go in and the will's red and the inheritance, yeah. you find it's out, like I mean, Jesus and Chip join. What? Yeah. It's amazing. The work of Christ. Well, man, and it really puts in perspective, even in our times right now against fear and anxiety and all this. I mean, what are you rooted? It's going to be gone like that. That's right. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And right in that passage, I know that the sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in yeah. us, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, why did you become a pastor in the yeah, church? Yeah, why, why did you I'll become a pastor in the church this. of the Nazarene? Um, d- our doctrine and holiness mm-hmm. and just and just truly the ability that, when, you know, when we, and we call it entire sanctification, we can get into that, but just living a holy life, mm-hmm. God has equipped us and given us the ability, not on our own strength, but when we yield to him. And the fact that this is, that holiness doctrine is mm-hmm. so essential to being uh, a Nazarene or part of our this denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, and just seeing seeing the way that, that, that pastors and members of this body 
live a life of holiness and are constantly striving mm-hmm. to shy themselves away from the sins of this world and, and the desires to mm-hmm. even do that and and to live in the light to live for him so i just did membership class and i talked about this it's the hopeful optimism of the power of grace to make me like jesus mm. okay. which is holiness right that's why i'm a nazarene is because they yeah they at the center of what they try to teach is that hopeful optimism of the power of god's grace to make me what i could never be there's hope i can become somebody different i know how chip naturally yeah. is yeah or was i can get i get to be somebody different like that and I don't mean that like put on a mask and I become Batman. I was, you know, or something like that. But like, I really can you be wish. the best <laughs> version of myself that God ever intended through his power yeah. uh, in the Holy Spirit. Good. That's good. Justin, <laughs> still navigating. All, All right, right next, next up. <laughs> oh my what goodness. <laughs> what is the, what is your embarrassing moment while preaching? I can think of embarrassing moments for you. Yeah, um, probably the most embarrassing moment happened here when I, I had a migraine right during the middle of the sermon, and oh, I could not think uh, logically. And I just kept saying the same thing over and over, <laughs> and everybody knew something was wrong, and I just painstakingly for wasn't. the next minute or two tried to, and just finally, that was embarrassing. One time I, I cursed, I not not. Well, I better rock that back. Like, it was an unintentional, I was using a word that could be used in a different context, but it was right at the, just the oh. right moment. It was hilarious, but um, it's also embarrassing. Did that follow you? It probably could, yeah. Yeah. You don't need to talk to anybody at Mackey about that moment. Um, so, not preaching, but I remember when I first came here leading worship, and we would do candies in here. Someone look at candy. So, so she had me doing it like an offertory song, but the lyrics were up. So that's like the worst case because, I mean, you can't, the <laughs> lyrics are up for everybody, but they're not participating. They're just watching you. And it is untitled hymn. And, and uh, the words are, you know, There's fly to Jesus the and then sing to Jesus. And the, it, every verse was something different. It was tweaked a little bit. And I don't know if I just couldn't read or what that day, but I messed up literally every line of that song because once it got going, man, I just, I was just mentally, I was losing it. So we got done. And I remember Cameron and Cody were, were with us that day and playing. And um, we get out there and they're like, Oh, dude, that was rough. And they're just laughing. At that point, I'm like, it is so far beyond the. I was, I was beyond (laughs) embarrassed. It's like that was just horrible. I don't know. They're probably questioning Dave's decision and even hiring me. It's funny. Anyways, do you have an embarrassing moment? Of course not. No, I have no embarrassing moments when I'm up on stage. By virtue of just who you are, there is no embarrassment, right? Hey, what can I say? This is why you hired me. Remember when you went on a skiing trip and you broke your collarbone? <laughs> Thank you. Since you couldn't think of any, I can think of some embarrassing moments for you. I think my words to you were, why would I go on a skiing trip with you and totally wreck myself? So. And then I ended up doing it. Once that. you, I found out you're okay, I guess. Um, 
just your uh, image it was my was way of getting out of chairs bit. for six weeks man there's no no better way yeah, it's been a rough one. run for justin it has the collarbone and working with he's Chip. in the quarantine corner i know having to wear a mask with kaylin just... kaylin should be wearing the mask <laughs> <laughs> anything else uh actually we do have a question um what can we expect expect at the men's conference coming up in april um what can we expect, or can we expect it to happen? Well, <laughs> what can we expect? We're going to assume that it's happening Hopefully optim- right now. Yeah, yeah, tentatively optimistic. I think it's going to be a really, really good opportunity to once again, as men, challenge us yeah. to be authentic and real and to put all of our chips in the center yeah. on this life of godliness. Yeah. I think it's perfect that we're coming off this, this series of generosity going into men's conference because one of the first questions we're going to be answering, do we really believe? That's right. Do we really believe what we say we believe? It's so easy to to walk the walk. I mean, not walk, t- just talk the talk. Yeah. To come here on Sundays, um, to come even on Wednesdays, listen to our Christian music throughout the week. And we can do all of the right things. But when, when yeah. it comes right down, push to comes to shove, do we really believe what we say we believe. And I think, you know, Friday night go, leading in with that, um, going into then uh, with, with Saturday where we, we're, we experienced something completely, completely awesome with men getting real with one another and hearing, hearing the power of God's testimonies and going from there. So. Cool. All right. Is, is Joyce from your old church? <laughs> yeah. They just showed me the shout out from Joyce from Mackie. Hi, Joyce. Well, Troy, hi. Nick, hi. Love you guys. So she still, still hasn't forgotten. She, she still remembers your story. That's good. She's also the lady that when I left, she was my uh, barber. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think she likes the term barber, stylist, whatever. Um, she uh, she gave me some like grain type product so I could fix the, the balding spot. Still hasn't happened. Um, still losing hair up there. So. Not working. Hey, I know this. So this is from somewhere oh in this my room. Goodness. Do you shop for shoes together? You if know you what? Get... Okay, here's here's they are. My gray Vans. I've had mine longer than yours, I think. But mine was my my uh, brother-in-law Kyle when he got married. These are the shoes that we all had to buy. So I didn't even pick these shoes out. They found me. But I like them. So here's the deal. If any of you have been around this church, you know that Ben and I do not dress at the same place or shop at the same place, right? <laughs> Look at us. Total hipster. The only thing on our body that's the same is our right. shoes. Um, and I don't know. I'm just not hipster. So here's what, here's what I want. I think if we can get this thing 100 likes, 100 shares, we get deal, we get Chip with, with skinny jeans blow, blowing the what trumpet. What in the world? We'll get, I, I'm I'll really dress, thinking I'll dress like you for this a day. is the way to okay. go. I'll Kaylin, go to Kohl's. Kaylin, I'll find some deals. need to cut this podcast right now take us off the air because this is spiraling towards something that i would never want to experience <clears throat> that do we have any more <clears throat> okay what made you decide to become a pastor uh you know uh i, I believe in the in the call of god uh, uh it's good it, it's yeah. simply in his call now the way he wired me or Ben, or pastors that are called. It all fits together, Justin, right? So he, he, he gives us the abilities to do that stuff, but it's really rooted in uh, the call. 
that God, I felt very clear that I was called into this. And it's actually the call that keeps you rooted always. This is what God wants to do with my life. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I believe in that. Calling for me as well. Uh, What is really cool is um, somebody, my buddy Jimmy, He's he was the the youth minister at chapel. What's his last name? Bright. Jimmy Bright. Jimmy Bright. I love that name. So if you're watching, let me know. Uh, I want to steal your name. He married my cousin, which was cool. But so he's still in the family, which is awesome. But he was instrumental, and I just remember Charlie's Restaurant, Liberty Center. I remember just the the weight of the calling and just the my eyes opening, because again, I, my path was through worship. And so I'm like, yeah, there's no, that doesn't exist. Worship pastor and all that. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me and said, Ben, if there's anything, money didn't matter, anything that you could do, um, what would it be? And I said, without a doubt, I would lead, I just lead worship. I feel like that's where my call's at. So it just seems like the clearest path for me. Mm-hmm. And it just is crazy. I didn't know this church. I didn't know Dave and Joe and, and mm-hmm. but it's crazy how when I started to, yield myself over to God in that call, how he just set the path for me. That's the way it is. Generosity, call, lifestyle, purpose. Yeah. Man, he opens doors. Can we just trust him? That's what it comes down to. Yeah, so true. Good. This Uh, is fun. Okay. Um, Candy's got one. She just sent me from... Okay, Steve... Uh, are they auctioning off the toilet paper at the end, asking for a friend? <laughs> Do you, yes. you need that? No, you're taking stealing toilet paper from the church. I we inform the entire staff is a fireable offense. <laughs> That's right. Nobody's no one can run over here and raid the uh, uh, janitor's. Hey, closet. for the right price. I mean, I guess we could put it up for auction. And That's a big old. Those are big rolls, man. Tell you what, highest bidder will donate the proceeds to i have to figure out how to do this i'll get in touch with eric belcher we'll donate all the proceeds to the food program that that we're working on for the kids that, yeah yeah so it's kind of fun cool gesture but uh yeah know, we'll see what happens but everything's for sale on this set if it goes to <laughs> those right kind of things price. right <laughs> absolutely except for my hawkeye Turn your attention helmet. as well to just a reminder our verse of the day put it on your vanity <laughs> wash your hand you hands you sinners james 4 8 that's right Remember that. Okay. And I saw one other one. What's your what's your favorite hobby? Golf. Um gardening, working in the landscape. I love that. It's a uh, I think so often we're tilling the ground here and it's hard to see progress. Absolutely. And it's hard to see uh what God's doing. If I can get my hands dirty and working in the soil and and um, I just it's lose myself in a podcast, um, creating, so making rewarding. something, yeah. seeing something come out of nothing. Yeah, cool. Yep. Justin, favorite hobby? Um, Snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. Riling chip up with theological conversation. <laughs> nothing. Nothing more fun than throwing him a problem scripture and letting him run with it. T- we've had some good. We've had some good times. We? We've we've had we've had a few good conversations. I thought I was going to get fired at one point in time. Oh but. come on, <laughs> this is so not true. Terry wanted to know if if you're in the corner because you refuse to use a Mac. Oh, that's a great probably question. true. 
great, great observation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it. I'm almost fired weekly because of that. <laughs> we you make things just very difficult. <laughs> so, all right, are we done with Q and A? Yep. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah, my my final words stuff's not loading. Do we have a final words section? <clears throat> Anyways. Final word of the day, um, just some parting thoughts that we, you know, that we wanted to share and something, just some ideas, um, you know, to end with. Again, what does the rest of the week look like? I would love to do another one of these if we can get, you know, even like like Jason Mazel from the city or Eric Belcher or, or someone. I would, I would love to do this or just more of a conversation um, on, our, you know, from ourselves. I think that would be that just would be great. Call them out right now, just man. Just call just them out did. right now. Yeah, I just did. But uh, just just ways that we can partner. Here's the here's the deal. Ways that we can partner. We had Eric on a couple weeks ago. Hashtag All in Napoleon. We've seen it everywhere with the with the girls' state. It's um, but that's so much more than just a school hashtag it's an entire community, community. and that's what he shared that's right. and so let's really be all in napoleon let's see how we can and and all in henry county yeah yeah um and just be that beacon of hope of light you know in this time of uncertainty uh, i think that's a you know that's something to look forward to again my thought in preparing today life is 10 percent what happens and 90 percent how you respond that's right um and so how how do you choose to respond each and every day to what lo, what life throws at you? That's right. So I don't know if you I have any that. closing things. No, I just simply would say that kind of unprecedented what we're dealing with. Uh, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I don't know what this week holds. You know, there could be ten thousand cases tomorrow that come to light, and how are we gonna? We don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but this is truly an opportunity for us to live out our faith. We're not people of panic and fear and worry. It's true. We have a sound mind, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I will listen to my my community and government leaders as they caution me. I'm gonna have a sound mind, mm-hmm. but I am not going to live fear, timidity. Yeah. And the people of God in the middle of these things they're just resolute they're calm we get to live out our faith this mm-hmm. week and not only in that way where we don't live stressed out or uncertain but also as the church has always done in the midst of uncertainty and crisis we have always saw the opportunities we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And so not only am I not scared, but I'm also active. Yeah. And what a way to communicate that we are in the hands of our Father mm-hmm. and that we have the love of our Father to share with others. And so live out your faith this week. Allow this to be a week where in the rubber meets the road, I'm not going to live fearful, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to share the love of Christ in a world that desperately, desperately needs it. Yeah. That's the final word. Justin, anything you got, man? I think I think the way the way you started it, Ben, was was perfect. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. 
but in everything by prayer and supplication. That's right. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's good work. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, just a couple more things. And um, two students, keep uh, keep an eye out. Uh, Kalen, I don't know if you can throw it back to you guys on that, but the, the little whiteboard above there, at Napoleon Naz, at N2 students, at NAPNAS kids. Uh, we have our, our uh, uh, YouTube page, Facebook page. So we're going to be really active on that in the next few days. And Ken's got a cool round table, N2 students. Be a live session just like Wednesday now. night. Yeah, that's going to be. 7 p.m. It's going to be fun. So. And he, he'll have a lot of fun with that. And I know the teens. Uh, so don't forget that. Wednesday night, just think programming is normal. Just you're going to be at home watching it, being able yeah. to interact. Participate, yeah. That's right. This is fun. Yep. This is fun. So, hey, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. We'll be praying for you this week, uh, praying over our community this week. And uh, keep up the, the hope, keep up the, the good spirit. Rejoice always, right? Amen. We'll see you.